When we began our Lenten journey way back on Ash Wednesday, February 26th, none of us anticipated the kind of journey God would lead us on. We've been sequestered in our homes, juggling responsibilities, work, parenting, teaching. Kids, you've been figuring out how to do distance learning at home. Teenagers, you've been figuring out how to stay connected to friends and school without being able to leave your houses. And it doesn't look like reprieve is coming anytime soon. We're longing for a sunrise to this darkness in which we found ourselves, but there's only the faintest glimmers of light on the horizon. I imagine that Jesus' disciples felt much the same way at the end of that first uh, Good Friday all those years ago. In fact, tomorrow, Holy Saturday, is a day often used for reflection on what the disciples must have been feeling. Lost, bereft, afraid, uncertain of the future, unable to gather with their friends, despairing and without hope. Today, though, Good Friday 2020, we pause in the pandemic to remember the suffering and death of Jesus, our Messiah, our Savior. Today, we pause to look again at Lamentations 1:12, the same words on which we reflected back at the beginning of Lent. Lamentations, you'll remember, is a book of laments, uh, sad songs that help us take our grief and our struggles to God. Laments give us the words we need to grieve, but with a backbone of hope to our grieving. And Lamentations, these songs collected in the book we call Lamentations, were originally written as a way to help the people of Israel grieve the loss of their way of life, their home, their capital city, their worship of God at the temple. Jerusalem, the, the capital city herself, mourns with these words in Lamentations 1.12. Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which was brought upon me, which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. And we could, perhaps should, use these same words to give voice to our own griefs, our own laments. God, when have we ever faced the kind of sorrow we're facing now? With loss of connection with close friends and family, the inability to see each other face to face, the loss of even worshiping together. This season we're in, Lent, has been observed by the church throughout history as a season in which we identify with Jesus' suffering and sorrow by limiting ourselves in what we enjoy. People often fast and give up good things in order to feel some small sense of what Jesus felt in his 40 days in the wilderness and in his suffering on the cross. But we've been called, it seems, into an extended Lenten season, giving up many of the things we have enjoyed in order to contribute as much as possible to the common good of our neighborhoods, our city, our country, uh, even our world. I found myself earlier this week facing this sense of being cut off as I took my wife to the ER. She's doing okay now. Doctors have figured out what was going on and they've got a plan. But when I walked into the ER with her, I was told I couldn't go in. I had to wait in the car. For four hours, I sat outside wondering what was going on inside. I desperately wanted to be with the person I love most in this world, but couldn't. And many of you are facing separations even more profound. You've lost family members and cannot gather to mourn their passing. You've lost jobs and cannot look for new ones. Uh, you've lost friendships and rhythms of life and you can't establish new ones. Uh, you've lost your entire way of life and couldn't even say goodbye. 
we are mourning, grieving, lamenting right now. And in some small way, we are identifying with Jesus' own suffering and his own sorrow and how we suffer. But lament, remember, is best defined as sorrow with a backbone of hope. And we have hope. We have hope because we know that God is not indifferent to our suffering. Uh, Today, of all days, we know God is not indifferent because today we remember that God himself, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, suffered for our sake. God is not distant and disconnected from our suffering. No, Jesus experienced more pain, more sorrow, more suffering, more loss, more grief, more trauma, more despair than we could ever imagine. He took the infinite weight of eternal separation from God on himself, a sorrow much more burdensome than any we have been asked to bear. Now, poets and artists throughout history, uh, throughout the history of the church have heard in the words of Lamentations 1.12 an echo of what Jesus could have said while hanging on the cross. Imagine these words in Jesus' mouth on that first Good Friday. Is it nothing to you? Does it mean nothing to you? All of you who are wandering by, all of you who are out to see this spectacle, all of you here to watch me die, has there ever been any sorrow like my sorrow? Has there ever been any pain like my pain? You think I'm up here suffering my own pain, but I'm up here up suffering the pain of the sin of all of you here today, all of you who have ever lived, all of you who will ever live. <laughs> Is there any sorrow like mine, which God has inflicted on me today as he pours out his wrath and anger at the destructiveness of your sin all on me? God is not indifferent to our pain. And so we have hope. But we also have hope because we know that today is Friday. Easter is coming. In two short days, we will gather as best we can to remember Jesus has triumphed over death itself. Death and despair have been defanged, declawed, and can only threaten. They cannot destroy. The prophet Isaiah writes about Jesus, the suffering servant, that having suffered, he will reflect on his work He will be satisfied when he understands what he has done, because he will justify many, for he shall bear their sins. So on Easter, we will sing songs of triumph, songs of resurrection, songs of joy. Our songs of sorrow will become songs of rejoicing. Our mourning will turn to dancing, and we will remember. Though our suffering and our sorrow continues today, tomorrow, next week, it will not continue forever. Death and despair do not have the last word. Resurrection does.